So welcome to another episode of The Shredded Show. Today we're going to talk you through a hot topic in regards to something that there is a lot of confusion in regards to uh, people from mainstream media and we're going to take you through over the next four episodes on the podcast how fat loss actually works. So the ins and outs of it. So this is going to be a four-part uh, series in regards to exactly how fat loss works, how you can lose your body fat and how you can look in awesome shape for this summer. So Charles Johnson here, I'm going to run you through exactly what you need to do to get in the best shape ever. So in episode number one, we're going to talk about energy balance. So energy balance is the key in terms of losing fat. Now, we're going to try and take you through this in a very basic concept so you can truly understand this. So many of you might already know the term energy balance, which is very, very simply um, someone's energy coming in and the energy coming out. So Energy coming in would be the source of obviously food we're eating and energy output would obviously be in terms of exercise and uh, training that we're doing. So, uh, and even things like uh, breathing, keeping our body temperature stable, all these things burn calories. And this is another way it's simply known as calories in versus calories out, which is a very common uh, thing that's discussed during the fitness and fat loss journey. Now, Energy input is basically the number of calories you consume on a daily basis. Um, and obviously energy output is the amount of energy we're expending on a daily basis. Now, these are generally accepted in three rules in terms of energy balance. So there's three different things that can happen in terms of weight management. So number one, if your energy input is the same as your energy output, you will maintain weight. So that's the amount of calories you're therefore going to need on a daily basis to have a stable body weight. So body weight's not going up, body weight's not going down. That's almost like homeostasis. That's the amount of calories you need to eat on a daily basis to basically maintain where you're at. Number two, if your energy output is greater than your energy input, you will lose weight, hopefully predominantly from body fat, which is the goal. Obviously, there's a lot of specifics that come into this in terms of the type of weight we're going to be losing. And it's something I say a lot with clients is that uh, respect for this is in Weight Watchers. I don't really give a shit what people weigh. Our goal is body composition. So our goal is to lose primarily body fat. And this is one of the areas where people get very, very confused because often when they start um, going to the gym, and so for example, it's almost like the skinny fat guys, this tends to happen to a lot, where they start training and you don't really see much difference in scales. Now that's because of one very simple reason. Muscle weighs a lot more than fat. So if you look at a photo of a pound of muscle versus a pound of fat, the surface area and the volume of a pound of fat is enormous where a pound of muscle is much smaller because muscle tissue is incredibly dense tissue and therefore weighs a lot more in terms of surface area. So don't be disheartened if that's you and you're training as hard as you can and you're not seeing like progress in the scales. And that's one of the things we talk about, which I'll go into a whole other different podcast, a different tangent on why focus on scale weight is not the only thing. So this is point number two. If your energy output is greater than your energy input, you will lose weight. Number three. If your energy input is greater than your energy output, you'll gain weight. So for anyone who's looking to add muscle mass or to grow, this is where you want to be. So you want to have more calories coming in than calories you're burning on a daily basis. So when someone says to me, oh, I eat loads to uh, try and gain weight, but I'm not, I'm not growing, my weight's not increasing. It's like, okay, eating a lot is relative to the individual. So uh, you might be eating a lot to your mum and dad, but you're not eating a lot or compared to your wife or people at your work but you might not be eating enough for you and your specific needs. So this is very specific in terms of the dynamics of calories in versus calories out. And by using actual scales, you can obviously manipulate your uh, 
uh, calorie requirements depending on your goal. So that should make pretty clear sense. And it's fairly basic when we think about it. It's fairly uh, basic in terms of just maths. Calories in, calories out should determine whether we're gaining weight, maintaining weight, losing weight, uh, which is probably the goal for most people. So if, for example, a person decides to um, decrease their daily calorie intake by 1,000 calories, even if they don't increase their daily energy output, most likely you'd expect them to lose body fat and lose weight. So the same could be said if a person increases his physical activity by burning an extra 1,000 calories a day but doesn't do any uh, difference with their diets, the nutritional uh, calories coming in are exactly the same, but they burn an extra 1,000 calories a day, it's highly likely they will lose body fat. Now, it really is that simple, but is it really? So when we explain this in terms of the most optimal way for you as an individual to lose body fat, what I'd always suggest is a combination of the two because you never really want to go too aggressive in one direction in terms of let's do an hour's, two hours cardio a day and let's just try and get that really bad credit debit society in terms of the way we look at food, which is the way a lot of people look at food. And I've been there where people try and um, out-train a bad diet. And that's not something we'd ever recommend, to be honest with you. And it's something I do see it happen an awful lot. And it's something I see happens a lot in particular with uh, women in particular tend to get dragged down that rabbit hole a little bit. So when it comes to calories and obviously nutrition, there's a few things you want to look at in terms of optimizing things to help our progress. So when we're looking at progress, we want to try and like generally shift our diet to a slightly higher protein, higher fiber diet, even if the calorie intake is the same. That's more likely statistically if a person has a higher protein, a higher fiber diet, they will lose more fat predominantly. Um, without even touching their training. So the school of thought with this is that the relationship between energy input and output is far from just being linear or simply inversely proportional. This supports um, positive factors that this interplay to be deeply rooted in the science much more with the minute details in terms of what's going on with the way our body uses different macronutrients and different micronutrients. So the mystery as to why there are similarly unexplainable discrepancies in explaining the tipping of the scales between energy input and energy output can be unlocked by understanding energy balance in the context of biochemistry and physiology. So looking at beyond the surface, um, energy input necessarily involves a person's intake of three major macronutrient groups. So we've got proteins, we've got carbohydrates, and we've got fats. So nutritionists will tell you that the net absorption of these different energy components varies among different individuals, different genetics, different demographics, and is also dependent on the specific foods eaten, how they're prepared, and other intestinal factors. So energy output in that respect can be broken down into a person's uh, BMR, basal metabolic rate. If you want to know how to work that out, if you head over to my YouTube channel, you type in calorie calculator, I've got a full video explaining how you can do that for yourself. Um, next after BMR, we've got uh, NEAT, which is non-exercise activity, non activity thermogenesis. We've got EAT, which is exercise activity thermogenesis. And then we've got TEF, thermic effect of food. So BMR, we'll go through these one by one, is the amount of energy required to keep your body functioning at rest. So which includes breathing, brain functions, other sensory body functions, whether awake or, uh, awake or asleep basically just keep us alive. So according to uh, studies, BMR accounts for 60-70% of daily energy expenditure that a person does on a daily basis. Because BMR is affected by several physiological factors, including uh, but not limited to a person's age, sex, height, weight, um, 
gene, based on their parents' genes. Um, it's not significantly modifiable after their daily energy output, so we can't change that massively. Although to some extent, body composition also affects BMR, hormonal status. Uh, it can be suggested that BMR can be limited uh, and modified through losing or gaining weight or increasing muscle mass and changing our body composition. This is something that I have seen with a lot of anecdotal evidence with myself personally, and also with clients that when we get them much leaner, their bodies will run much more efficiently, will utilize nutrients and food much more quickly, and almost seems to speed up their metabolic rate. So that's BMR. Next up, we've got NEAT. So NEAT is non-exercise activity thermogenesis, and this is the amount of energy we expend when a person is not sleeping or exercising. It could be anything from uh, your usual daily day-to-day walk or taking stairs on the elevator, washing a car, hearing house, whatever it might be. So according to studies, NEAT counts for 10 to 15% of uh, energy balance that a person expends per day. NEAT is also the most modifiable uh, components of daily energy output we can do. So think about the amount of steps you do on a daily basis, which is something I recommend to clients. One of the ways we recommend, I recommend personally tracking steps, I use something called an Aura Ring, which is a superb technological device for tracking that now eat on the other hand is the amount of energy that we expend when we intentionally engage activities in the gym while we do our regular exercise routines or morning runs brisk walks skipping whatever you like to do skiing uh, i wish it was skiing uh, according to studies eat counts for five percent of energy that a person spends per day eat is very modifiable to alter daily energy output depending on the duration, difficulty, intensity of the exercise, as well as the body composition of the person during the activity. Again, if you're leaner, the chances are that the eat effect will be much higher. So again, this is why I talk so much about the importance of, particularly for guys out there, if you want to build muscle and you look awesome, get yourself lean first. Now, TEF. So TEF is the thermic effect of food. So this is the amount of energy that our body expends to digest, process, absorb, and excrete nutrients from the food we eat. According to studies, TEF, um, thermic effect of food, accounts for 10% of food, uh, sorry, 10% of energy that a person expends per day. So TEF is slightly modifiable and can change uh, depending on your daily energy output and the type of food you're eating. So why knowing these components matter in this quest to lose weight? Why is this important to you? Well, breaking down these components and going beyond the basic notion of calories in versus calories out in relation to weight management will allow you to be more discerning with the type of food you're eating and give you more of an input in terms of the choices you're making on a daily basis. Now, one of the big things that I do in terms of changing clients' lives with CJ coaching, with myself and the team, is by teaching them the right habits on a daily basis and educating them on these processes so they understand the importance of why I'm going to choose, uh, for example, a nice like poached eggs and uh, toast in the morning at hotel breakfast i'm currently living in the continent in dubai uh, over the pancakes and nutella so for example i saw a guy this morning while i was doing my card in the gym he was just he, he slightly irritated me because he was using the cross trainer when i trained but i was like fair play you beat me here you got up earlier than me so you deserve the cross trainer i wanted uh, so he's in there he slogged himself wearing the cross trainer and then i saw him at breakfast afterwards and he's eating pancakes and nutella and i'm like I almost felt like going over to him and being like, you just realize you've understand, you've just undone everything you spent the time doing this morning. So this is why it's important that, uh, like I said earlier, not trying to out-exercise a bad diet. You need to try and really learn the right habits and make the right choices that will make your life easier and make the most efficient point from you get from point A where you are now to point B where you want to be, well, sorry, point B where you want to go. So 
How does understanding energy balance really contribute to losing weight? It really boils down to knowing the components of the balance which you can control or modify the most. So whether you want to gain weight or you want to lose body fat. So for example, if I use my client Max, he was an incredible guy, um, really busy corporate job, uh, was working with Central London, now working from home with COVID, but he's got a family, two kids, driving around the bend, I think, at home while he's working from home at the moment. So we focus on having his diet set up to create right calorie deficit for him. That was super easy for him to follow. And he didn't have to complete endless amounts of cardio to get the fat shifted because he was really strict in terms of time. So this is the best way you can set yourself up for success is making sure that your, your diet and nutrition is aligned with your goals. This is the number one reason why people don't make progress building muscle or burning body fat because either they're under eating or they're overeating. Now, remember one of the key components to losing weight is to maintain a calorie deficit and a calorie deficit occurs when you consume less calories than you expend. So, however, as I have emphasized um, previously, it does not just mean simply calories in versus calories out. It's a matter of knowing what components to tweak to find a routine you're comfortable with and that can you can stick to be consistent because, as we always say, consistency is the king. It's about being consistent over a period of time. Um, and I'd rather someone's 80% consistent than they were perfect for a very short period of time. So, there we go. When it comes to energy output, we have established that each person is unique in terms of uh, energy consumption. So the amount of calories they need to maintain their body weight. Uh, and this is because of different biological differences. Some people have slower metabolisms than others. So 2000 calories a day intake would not look the same for a person who's born with a faster metabolism, would it? That's why I get very frustrated with the general calorie rule of thumb, for example, that's given with um, from the government or from general guidelines. And it's why I find it difficult sometimes to answer like a lot of great questions on Instagram facebook youtube and whereas the answer is always depends to use the individual and that's why we do very specific individual coaching because every single person is beautifully unique your situation in terms of what will work for your body is completely unique if you haven't found results before it's because you haven't found the unique approach and the right uh, magic numbers almost i hate using that word magic numbers but there is a, an element of that which will unlock your progress and that's essentially what i do is help you to get that right formula together with a combination that you can stick to and adhere to to get long-lasting results. Now, by understanding and utilizing the knowledge that we have gained from studying energy balance, uh, we achieve, say, for example, with the client Max, results that would make his uh, metabolism actually speed up by getting him leaner and getting his hormone profile stronger. Now, we know that among the four components of energy output, NEAT is the most modifiable. So that's daily activities in terms of steps, how much we're moving, being active. So one of the big things I was doing with him was getting him to go and go for a couple of walks a day, even like 10, 15 minutes just around the block. Like I do this myself personally just to answer messages, take phone calls, anything like that. Being consciously aware and moving more is a great way to actually burn more body fat with absolutely no effort. So consciously adding in like more movement throughout the day, non-exercise related, even just doing more like errands for your wife, uh, carrying the kids upstairs, choosing to stand up while working rather than sitting down are all awesome ways to help you with the goal of losing weight. So this is the key when it comes to energy output. Now, on the other flip side of the coin, we have energy input. In the same way that blindly shifting and self-directing a high-protein diet just because digesting protein expends more energy and therefore would least likely store contributing in storing body fat, then carbohydrate is reaching too far. So investments in diet and nutrition are therefore taking 
but since these entail crafting correct macronutrient plan to you as the individual and handling specific macros macros aligned with your goal and your fitness goals i highly recommend that you have a bespoke approach to you and your approach and this big thing i'd also add in terms of energy input is also being aware of we aren't just what we eat we are what we digest and assimilate so there's a lot of foods out there that won't necessarily sit very well with you so for example, a lot of people can't digest dairy very well and they're just unaware of it. A lot of people cannot digest gluten very well and they're unaware of it. All these things will increase inflammation within the gut and our gut is 77% of our immune system. So we need to be highly aware of anything that's causing digestive issues because that's going to help hold us up, sorry, hold us up on our journey for fat loss and for the optimal physique. So this is episode one of How Fat Loss Works, Energy Balance, we discussed very briefly, obviously, the energy balance in terms of calories in, calories out, and how specifically that works. If you want help with your own fat loss journey, your own muscle building journey, there's a link below this podcast. You can book in a free strategy call with myself and CJ coaching team. Would love to get your results. Like we spoke about my client, Max, who's completely transformed his physique over the last six months during a British lockdown, training from home, absolutely crushed it. And we've obviously got the summer, which is less than 90 days away now. And would love to have you on board the CJ coaching team. We'll see you in the next episode of the podcast. And in episode number two, we'll be going through some more even specific and in-depth topics.